Diz Life Podcast is brought to you by Pinch of Pixie Dust Travel. People who love Disney understand that life isn't about the breaths you take, it's about the moments that take your breath away. That's why we help coordinate the most magical adventures for you and your family. Disney, Universal, Sandals, Norwegian, Carnival, and more, we are a full-service concierge travel agency that will help with every aspect of your journey. Let us take care of the details while you enjoy your family. Get a quote today by calling us at 570-832-7798 or fill out a trip request form at pinchapixiedusttravel.com. Just follow the second start of the right straight on to your adventure. That's pinchapixiedusttravel.com, where you're making memories one trip at a time. And welcome back to Disney Life Podcast. This is episode 10 of Disney Life Podcast. My name is Mark Valentine and I am your host. Today's episode is called Enchanting Escapes and Favorite Things. As today we welcome Lori Wiley from Enchanting Escapes with Lori to the show as she shares some of her blog and her favorite things from fall from all across the parks. I wanted to start today by saying thank you to all our wonderful fans that have supported the show. Thank you for sharing your Disney lives with us here over the course of the last 10 episodes. And our team is truly grateful for your passion and for your love. If this is your first time joining the show, welcome. You can find our episodes over on our brand new website, www.disneylifepodcast.com. The website lists all of our available episodes all of the players and all of the directories with which Disney Life podcast is found. And you can see all of the backlog of our shows along with uh, the ability to leave a review, to read our reviews, and you can check out our new blog section as well on the website. We have a new blog out this week that we released and cross-posted with Matt DeFranco for uh, his project over at For the Onesie. Many of you may remember that Matt came on and launched this amazing project uh, for Disney solo travelers. So he has a uh, growing Facebook community called For the Onesie. And uh, we just were excited to to contribute to that project as well, where we wrote our blog. And the blog was titled uh, Going Solo, My Journey to Galaxy's Edge. Uh, I'm really happy to welcome the friend, uh, friend of the show, Lori Wiley, today. Uh, many of you know Lori as a member of our Facebook community, Disney Life Podcast, but Lori is a content creator across all social media and the web. Uh, Lori is a blogger, a graphic designer. She's an authorized Disney vacation planner, worship director, super mom, and all of these things culminate over at Enchanting Escapes by Lori. Lori, welcome to the show. Thank you. How you been doing lately? I am so good. I so always ask I always ask everybody, have you been living your best Disney life lately? We have, more than ever. And you just went on a trip, right? Yeah. In August? Yeah. We're going to get into I want to get into that because I always am so curious about people who had a very similar experience. We also went in August. So I want to I do want to pick your brain about your your thoughts and some of that we're going to talk about with your with your site and your blog. 
but I do want to get into, you know, your opinions on the park right now. And you had an awesome po- a blog post specifically about that, the new normal that I want to talk about. Thank you. But give me, um, so give me an idea before we really get into it. I always love to ask my guests about their Disney story. So I, I always share with my, my guests too in email kind of, you know, how I came to love Disney and as a child, what it was about me that I loved Disney. When did you fall in love with uh, Disney parks or was it a show? Was it a movie that just made you really passionate about Disney as a, a company or what, what was it for you that really clicked? Well, the funny thing is, is my first uh, trip to Disney was when I was probably 11 years old. I think it was 1991. And we went Um, My sister and I with my parents and we got there, we stayed at the Swan Resort and we did not have a great trip. I did not fall in love with Disney when I was 11 years old. Um, But there were certain portions of our trip that we did really enjoy. So I got married later on in life and my husband was like, I want to go back. I want to go back because Disney was such a huge part of his childhood growing up. He went several times a year with his family. And it was a huge part of his memories that he built over the years. So my first impression of Disney was kind of filtered through the experience that we had as a family. And it wasn't that it wasn't good. It was just that it wasn't our typical type of vacation. So when we got married, I was able to really kind of see Disney again for the first time through the eyes of my husband who loved it so much. And after the first time that we went together, I was just hook, line, and sinker sold because he had just this such excitement about it. And it just it just transferred right to me. You know, that's so awesome. And I love that because as a a Disney fanatic, you generally see, especially right on all of these groups, you'll see the posts from these women. Hey everyone, how do I get my man to love Disney as much as I do? He fights me all the time. And you kind of, it was the reverse with you. Yes. I wasn't against it. I just didn't remember it the way he did. So it was such a a second chance at a first love, if you want to put it that way, because Disney is definitely our first love for vacation spots now. So it was awesome. And for those of you who don't know, so Dwayne Wiley joined us on the show uh, two weeks ago. He was part of our panel for the uh, top 15 thrill rides. Dwayne, I call Dwayne the pole master. He is, he is a, um, he is a social media guru that he, he will, he'll post this amazingly thought provoking topic and then people will just flock to, to answer it. And he, I, I always say to him, you come up with like the greatest questions that you post because they, they produce so much genuine fun and genuine engagement on the site. And it should also be noted too. And one thing that I did omit, Lori also, uh, Lori and Dwayne are also over with Mouse Marketplace. I don't want to, I'm going to have a really amazing guest on as well uh, in the next few weeks that I really want to get into Mouse Marketplace, but I'm going to bring, I'm hopefully going to get, Lori, I I think Bonnie said he's going to come and talk about Mouse Marketplace. That would be awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to geek out with that one because I'm a huge fan. I you are. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Bonnie. Bonnie was, and Matt and I talked about this at great length in our episode. Bonnie was the whole reason that I found you guys at For the Love of Disney World. When I saw his picture, 
next to the bypass. I didn't know what bypass was at that time, but I saw Bonnie and I remembered him with great fondness from, from Frank's group. Right. And I said, I have, I have to join this group. This man is so entertaining and just so positive. I want to be a part of this group. He's infectious with how he delivers information. The first time I ever um, saw anything about Bonnie was um, on Frank's group. And he was very emotional because he had just been able to ride Flight of Passage for the first time. We just fell in love with him. And his knowledge about all things Disney, my daughter and I were so blessed to be able to take a little... He took us from the park back to um, our where we were staying in the condo and when we went on vacation with Melissa. And he took us behind Disney and gave us all this insider information. And he just has endless amounts of Disney knowledge. We I could have listened for years. <laughs> well, that's what I love. That's what I love about y'all at that group is it's just such a it's such a positive and, and uplifting place. But like the knowledge that you get out of out of that site. And Mouse Marketplace is just a wonderful site as well in terms of it really just spreads pixie dust to all of these families. And you don't even have to be Disney at Disney to kind of benefit from Mouse Marketplace. You know, Lori also helps out tremendously over there. How many times a year? Because I want I really want to talk about your blog because I love your blog. But before we get into the blog, so how many times a year do you find your, your family? Do you and Dwayne really get to the parks? Typically, we've been going for about a week, twice a year. And I really see over the next little while that really amping up because when it comes to working with a travel business and stuff, you really want to have firsthand knowledge of what's happening right now. You can have your knowledge from what's happened in years past, but, you know, especially with things like what's been happening in our world today with COVID and how that has affected Disney. I wanted to see firsthand and be able to tell my clients hey, this was how I handled what was going on. These are little tips that I have for how you can get through the park and minimize the inconvenience of everything you have to do now and maximize the magical part of what Disney is. Are there specific times during the year that you enjoy going more so than others? Like with your two trips, what are your favorite times to go? Favorite time, hands down, is October or November. We are fall Disney people through and through, and we have just really enjoyed all of our trips to the nth degree when we've gone in fall. And I would say I am a a little bit partial to the cooler weather Disney months, if you can call Florida weather cool at any time. (laughs) Um, But I really love October through probably February. Uh, Those are my favorite times, but specifically October and November, because you kind of get that crossover weather where during the daytime, your kids can swim in the pool, but at nighttime, you can kind of cozy up and wear all the cute sweatshirts that they're selling and just kind of have those more, you know, fun moments when you're a girl and you want to girl out. It's so funny that you brought up, you can wear your, your shirts specifically, one of the perks that we always talk about in fall or in February is I said, hey, listen, exactly. we can actually use the spirit jerseys right. that we buy and wear, and wear them and not be uncomfortable. We went one year for Christmas thinking we were going to get like <laughs> snow and cold. We went to the Christmas party. It was 86 degrees. And we're eating Christmas cookies and drinking hot cocoa. It's 86 degrees. Right. I'm like, I can't drink this hot cocoa right now. Cause it's way too hot. And then at the end of the night, you know, uh, when the snow is shooting out and there's fake snow coming down on my head 
it looks beautiful, but it's just so, I mean, you're, you're from the North too. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you disassociate the snow. You're like, this is just not right. It's 86 <laughs> degrees and there's snow. When the snow is coming down, generally I'm, you know, like it's pleasant. Your mind can't make that connection. You're like, this isn't Christmassy to me because I'm sweating in the middle of this, in the middle of the snowstorm. Yeah, I think it depends on like what year you go, because I've been years where it didn't get cooler at night, but we've been fortunate enough to have many fall or winter trips where it did get cool. In fact, one year we went and it was 40 degrees in January in Disney. So we enjoy the cooler parts. We had some crapshoot years where this, this February we had days that we could swim and days that we had a parka on. In the same mm-hmm. in the same stay, it was very weird. You know, that's the crapshoot of going in like um in February, March. You can get really cold weather, and then the next day it's eighty six. Everything blooms, and your allergies come out. Well, exactly because the the year that we had forty degree weather was the year that we almost didn't make our trip because we almost got snowed in. Yeah, so we had to drive to uh, the airport in the middle of the night to catch a flight and get on down there. Yeah. So, what's your favorite park? My, (laughs) this is so complicated. Um, my favorite park overall is magic kingdom. And that's just because it is quintessential Disney Mm -hmm. without magic kingdom. None of the others make sense. So if I had to choose one that every trip I went to, it would definitely be magic kingdom because it's just what Disney embodies as far as the rides and the classic part of just feeling connected to the magic. But as far as we are ride people through and through. And so we want action and we want to be able to go, go, go from opening to close. And that's just how we roll. Hollywood Studios is probably my favorite right now because we I have agree. most action and it's the best bang for our buck. I, I think. agree. And one of my blog posts, I even broke it down by ride, you know, what it would cost us for each ride in the park. And Hollywood Studios was definitely not just my favorite, but we got the most for our money. Back. You know, it's so so two years ago, if you would have asked me that same question, I don't think Hollywood Studios would have been top three. No, Toy Toy Story Land and Galaxy's Edge really are game changers because I, I, you, I mean, you hear people say this because I, I really think it was true. This isn't me being negative. It was prior to the opening of those lands. It was a half day park. Mm-hmm. You know, you unless you wanted to ride Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster endlessly, which we did, which which a lot of people did. But for most families, they would do them once. They would go on every attraction once, see every single show. And then it was one or two o'clock in the afternoon. They would they would go home Mm -hmm. with the new lands. It gives you so much variety. And then you don't have to stand over by Tower of Terror in Hollywood and ride those back to back. You can walk around and come back to them. Yeah, and the, the park has compl- like the dynamic has completely changed. And it, yeah. if I had to pick right now, as crazy as this is, Hollywood Studios is my favorite park. And mm-hmm. on the last episode that we did the thrill rides, I revealed like I'm a newcomer to Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. Like they used to terrify me. I hated thrill rides, and now that I love them, like that park, it, it's like a, a new lease on life for me with that park. Because mm-hmm. now it really is a complete park to me where I used to right. look down. I used to look down uh, that road and go like, oh, there's nothing down there for me. <laughs> nothing, nothing but nothing but bad stuff down there. And oh, now we're in my family. They would take you kicking and screaming. They'd be like, no, you're riding. Everybody's yeah, riding. <laughs> everybody's riding. 
<laughs> yeah, I love I love those rides. So speaking of speaking of the blog, speaking mm-hmm. of the blog, because I love so I love the blog. I'm always a, a sucker for a good blog, but I I especially love to read blogs that if I find myself as I'm reading the written word and my head is nodding, like that's a blog that I want to come back with. So I read I read your blog post about the you know the new normal at Disney. Mm-hmm. And I I also I, I think we were there at the same time, but this is before we all knew each other. Yeah, we were. And I felt I, I felt myself nodding in complete agreement with everything that you wrote in that specific blog post because I, I thought you were spot on with well, you. with just your assessment of the parks right now. And the other thing that I loved about the blog in particular, and I just love about and again I, I think it's all of the projects that you got that you all are associated with. They're always from a very uh, analytical point of view. They're always very constructive. You know, it's not like they, they don't paint an overly rosy picture for the sake of just saying, hey, let's be overly positive. They, they all find the silver lining and the positive of, of what's going on. And, and I mean, we could all say this. There, there are aspects of anything right now that you could say, well, I'm not crazy about this. But instead of dwelling and doting on those aspects of, of the parks themselves right now, the blog really focused on and said, hey, listen, this is this is the reality. No one loves being in a mask in 95 and 100 degree heat, sure. but we're not going to harp on that. And those are the things that allow us to partake in the magic. And instead, let's focus on with this blog and with this website and with this project, let's focus on the amazing things that Disney is doing and let's bring you the best news of why you, you should go. The blog itself, and and to speak to this, I don't... I. I don't want people to get the the entire blog post in in this interview that we're doing right now, but just give us like a cliff notes version of this post because if you folks, if you really want to read a great Disney blog, head over to enchantingescapesbylori.com. Lori works with and I'm also going to plug this quickly. Lori works with Melissa Eckler and the two of them are like the dynamic duo as I call them online that they are they're your one-stop shop for Disney travel and you can book with Lori and Lori works with Melissa in tandem and the two of them will take care of your travel needs. And that's a big part of the site too. But one of the amazing resources, and there's a lot on the site is this really informative and just uplifting blog. So walk us through the new normal in Disney. Give us, give us some cliff notes version of the blog. Well, I think the new normal in Disney is very interesting right now because you know, you have all these situations that are happening in our world. And I think you have, you know, a set of people that are really looking to preserve the magic that's in their life. Mm -hmm. And I think that when you go into the parks, you know, a lot of people, they want to hear you just give out straight facts and straight details. But so much of Disney is how you perceive it. And if you go into Disney and you're looking for magic, you will find it. And we went... And I wanted to genuinely see for myself, hey, is this something that will work for me right now? Mm -hmm. If I can find it um, to be something enjoyable, then I can tell other people, okay, well, this is what's going on, but this is how you can enjoy it. We were skeptical. Yeah. That's perfectly normal. I mean, I don't think that it's, I don't think it's overly negative to to have some skepticism. We, We almost didn't go. I've said that multiple times. We almost didn't go. We were so nervous about the experience. Right. That we we were on the fence until the week prior to travel, so mm-hmm. I totally get that. We, I wanted we have a trip in November, and I just really wanted to see how can we 
make our trip worth the investment that we've put into it because mm-hmm. our vacations are an investment. We're giving a place, our time that we have worked for in our companies and our jobs. We've planned for this. We're looking forward to it. We want to make sure that the investment that we're putting in it, both time and money, makes sense. So we decided, my daughter and I, we just hopped right in the car. We went down. We uh, spent some time with Melissa and a few other people down there. And we just found ourselves, once we got there, all of the things that you have to go through, the temperature checks, the uh, the mask wearing, and just the social distancing and stuff, we got there and we found those things almost just became just second nature. You didn't even notice you were doing them. I agree. But you have to have that mind frame that you're looking for magic rather than hardship. And I agree. We were, we were looking to escape hardship. Well you know, said. The, every, the everyday part of what has been happening in our world this year, we were looking for an escape from that. Mm-hmm. And we went down there with a mindset, we're going to make this magical and we're going to meet Disney halfway because right now they need that. They yeah. need your trust. They need your faith to get through this little part. And then we're going to move on and things will probably go back to the way we've known them and, and in an even better version. I, I said to John Hinson uh, two weeks ago, I, and part of part of my what I think was so heartbreaking as we received news of the layoffs was I just wanted like, I wanted an instant fix. I'm like, let me go on a trip. And mm-hmm. while that, I think that there's a naivete to me saying that, I do think at a very base level that that's going to be, that's going to, ultimately that's going to be what brings Disney back is people have to put faith back in Disney parks and dare I say, make it, make a gesture of goodwill to say, I'm coming, mm-hmm. I'm coming. And it's a chicken and egg argument, right? You know, there right. has, there has to be people to be experiences, mm-hmm. but if the experiences aren't all there, I don't also fault people who are like, Hey, I'm not going, if I'm not getting fireworks, I'm not going, if I'm not getting parades, but I also, I agree with everything that you just said that that mindset, you're almost trying to find cause to not go instead of looking for the magic that's there. I feel like you're trying to enter into it with the wrong mindset to say, well, if it's not X, then I'm not going. And I found that to be the opposite of, of true, that when we assessed our time at the parks in August, I looked at Linda and I said, here's the, here's the truth of the matter. It was not the Disney vacation that I think we were accustomed to, but in some regards, it was a better vacation than we've ever had in many respects. Absolutely. And I see some of the, the uh, updated crowd levels. And I look at her and I go, how great was it that we got to experience it when we did to walk on? Because even now, uh, I mean, the parks are still not at capacity, clearly. But there are a lot of people that saw all of us talking on social media in August and and early September. And they said, we have to go. And the crowds have gone up. But I mean, the truth is, is they have to continue to go up. We have we have to continue to go if if the parks are going to get back to the level of of service and amenities that we want. Absolutely. And so I, I tell everyone, I'm like, listen, go, please go. Well, look, I mean, most of us refer to Disney as as home. We do. And when our homes are dealing with something that need to be fixed or something that's going on, we address those things and we work at it and we make it the place that we cherish and that we love, we make it better. Yeah. And I think 
you know, for, for those of us who do have the privilege of being able to go, uh, once a year, twice a year, three times a year, you know, it is, it kind of becomes a privilege really to say, Hey, I put my money back in Disney. I cherish Disney the way I feel like it's taking care of me over the years. It's mm-hmm. been, I mean, we, we kid around totally, but we call Disney world, my husband's yeah. mental health program. So, well, I, you know, that's so you, so as you're talking, the word that popped into my mind was investment. Mm-hmm. We very much, I think our family looks at Disney as an investment in ourselves, our mental health and our mental well-being. Why do people take vacations? It's for, it's for their mental well-being. People want to escape right. and, and everyone's got their own thing. We have Disney, but some mm-hmm. people have to get away to the lake. Some people have to get away to the mountains. You need a two week escape from the world that you can go and be quiet with your own thoughts. And, and it's like your, your moment of Zen. Absolutely. And I tell people, listen, if, if Disney has traditionally always been that investment that you've put into yourself and your mental health, you should continue to invest in that. You shouldn't, especially now with all the stuff that's going on in the world. Exactly. You need that mental, you need that mental break more now than ever. Mm-hmm. And I, I joke and I tell people when they gave us a hard time about August, I said, listen, I had to go in August. I, I understand. I, I uh, we're not going to get political about it. I, I understand that whole side of it. I said, but for my family and our mental health, we needed Disney at that moment to heal. It was great. Absolutely. It was great for us. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, you have to have that healing. Disney was, and Disney did the job for us. Oh, us too. Absolutely. My daughter and I just, you know, going back to what you said about being almost forced to do Disney in a different way was part of what made it magical because it broke us out of our Disney mold that yeah. we like our trips to be where you're so afraid to not experience the things that you love, which I think you touched on that when you and your wife were talking about the hidden gems of dining. You're, we went through that whole deal with the restaurants that we chose yep. even when we were there. Oh, how it, what do we do? Yeah, it became about, what can we try at Disney that's new, that's available? And then now there are some of those things that we'll be like wanting to share mm-hmm. with my husband and, and my son when we go back um, in November. It became its own special magic because it was very fresh because we were doing things that we had never wanted to give up our constants, our Disney staples mm-hmm. to try new things. And you actually broke it down in the blog post that the per ride you broke down from a financial standpoint and said, Mm -hmm. traditionally, this is what we normally ride in terms of the volume of rides. So we'll go to the park. This is how many rides we traditionally will experience in a given day at the parks. Comparing that with the uh, post-COVID experience, you found, I mean, I I know that also that might have slightly have changed, but you found in terms of like, bang for your buck right now you're you're actually getting way more bang for your buck than you ever had at disney oh absolutely you know if you are ride people uh, right now is your time for Mm -hmm. disney now i know i mean i could probably go to disney in november and write a completely new blog post on new normal because it's it is such an evolving situation with the park and and crowd levels and all those things it is continuing to to evolve but hey I'm all for crowds because that means we are slowly coming back to a healthy place, both for Disney economically and Disney 
um, and what they can provide. And if there's more crowds, more people, then hopefully some of those jobs that got lost will come back. Those are my prayers. And hey, I want Disney to succeed. I want all those people to be able to return at some point to uh, be in the cast members that we know and we love. I agree. And the advice that I've given to a lot of our friends that have contemplated a Disney trip, I've always given them my recommendation of I think you should go, but there's always a caveat that I say it also depends on how you vacation. Absolutely. If, If parades, if fireworks, if character meet and greets, if character dining is the entire reason why you go, then perhaps you should wait. But if you are ride people, like we're ride people. And I also think that because we go so often that for us, it, it's, it's getting to experience those rides over and over again. Like we've, we've done those shows. We have our favorites, but if I miss carousel of progress and you I know, that I, I was terrible. I missed out on that. We know we're going to yeah. go again. And, in two or three months. And if I really feel that way about carousel, I'll go on it the next time. Right. But I tell people, if you need to have a specific type of experience, then absolutely. Maybe right now is not a good time to go. I also tell people, if you have a lot of anxiety, you should not go right now. Right. It's super safe. But if you had, if you were on the fence about your health and well being and your safety, please don't go because you're not going to, you're not going to enjoy yourself unless you feel like you're in a, in a safe space, which you should feel that way because Disney was doing everything to keep you safe. And I have had clients on both ends of that spectrum. And the things that we like to try to do is we like to try to make a trip magical for every personality that a family can have. I always say every family has a Disney personality. Yeah. And mine is probably a little bit different than yours. I mean, we would wear most people out a typical day in a park. Our family logs over 20,000 steps. That's us. We're the yeah. same way. We're the same way. And I drive my wife a little crazy with it too. Cause again, I, she said this in episodes, I, I have the worst awareness when it comes to planning. Like we'll get off a big thunder mountain. I'm like, Hey, let's go on. Let's go on buzzer Lightyear. And she's like, no, we're right here. We should go on splash mountain. I'm the guy that's running us all over the parks, but we go from open to close. That's us. That is us for sure. And my husband is waiting at like seven o'clock in the morning. Like what's wrong with you people? It's time to get out the door. <laughs> Linda, if you're hearing this, I am normal. Yeah. <laughs> I am normal. I'm not the only one that's, that's trying to get everyone out the door at six 30 in the morning. Typically, I thought and it was just me. You, Lori, you just made me feel so, so good tonight. Thank you. Well, we do what we can. <laughs> oh, I love it. No, and, and typically at seven o'clock, he's already up dressed. He's had breakfast up and showered. he's gotten one of us breakfast. That's me up, showered, ready to go. Shoes on, bag packed. Let's go. I'm ready to go. But that, that Disney passion that he has is what made me become a Disney fanatic just like him. Yeah. Linda, so. Linda and I, you know, we're, we have a really good symbiotic Disney relationship. There, there were times if I would wean, she would pull me up and then, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Right now we're after our last trip in August, we're both firing. Uh, we're pretty hot, but we also have the podcast project now that we're living. We really have like the, the Disney life has become a thing for us where we're, we're living it all yeah. the time and we're following yeah. the news all the time. We're trying to keep up on the parks for the podcast. Just like you said, you know, occupationally, you want to go to the parks more to be in the know. It's the same with us now that we have the podcast and, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of sharing stuff on Instagram. We want to be as up with 
with Disney news as possible. So we're living it, you know, all the time. So the other blog that I wanted to talk about, which I loved, is you had in August, you were five favorite things in August edition. Can we update? Like, I, I don't know. Is there, do we have a fall edition yet? Can we get a little preview of Absolutely. some of your favorite, some of your five favorite things? Absolutely. In no, in no specific order. You can just do your, your five. My favorite trip in all of the years that we've been going was the first time that we ever did Disney during Halloween. Okay. And the Mickey's not so scary. Halloween party is my top, my number one memory from Disney ever. I'm right with you. And so the, the party and the booty you parade number one, for sure. Some people will take the Christmas parade. I love the booty you parade like hands, hands in the air. And I know y'all can't see because it's radio. I'm nodding with Lori again. So the boot to you parade is the, uh, so the grave diggers with the shovels. And oh my sparks. How cool is that? I love it. I love the ghosts that come and they're dancing. I just love that. I love the boot to you parade is great. I love the soundtrack from it. We'll sing it for three weeks after the afterward. And I, I like both the, the holidays are great. I, I happen to be a Halloween fan as opposed to Christmas. But again, the last time we went was 86 and Christmas. I was drinking hot cocoa in 86 degree weather. So it, didn't make sense. <laughs> it did not make sense. So number one, and I can't wait until the parties resume. Um, but even now, like that, re- that number one is definitely within asterisks. They do have the Halloween cavalcades right now, which are really cool. You've probably seen uh, some snippets of them online. Jack Skellington has his own float. Um, the Fab Five are on a float. Villains have a float as well. It's kind of a, a boot to you light. So it's really cool that, I mean, and Disney found a really cool creative way to get around not having the celebration at a specific time. Mm-hmm. And again, like you have to find the magic people. Say for the cavalcades and all of those types of experiences that they're doing now, a couple of the things that we noticed when we were there is A, when they come around, it's kind of, it is so special. It makes you feel like a little kid because yeah. it's all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's the character that I want to see. Or mm-hmm. because there are fewer people, when you, if you yell out to, for me, it was Buzz Lightyear. I said, Buzz, I love you. And he turned around and looked at me and with his hands, he made a little heart. That's great. And so those types of things, though they're different, they're different in a good way because Before, I can't say that I've ever had a character look at me from a parade and give me some sort of one-on-one interaction. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. It just hadn't happened to me. And when we were there and the cavalcades would come around, it happened several times. And it just made it, it is its own kind of special and it's its own kind of magic. I agree. I agree. All right, number two, your second favorite thing. Second favorite thing is the Chippendales Campfire Sing-Along and Movie Night. At Halloween, we were able to watch Hocus Pocus the last time we were there. And it was so amazing. And so just like to be able to do the the marshmallows and the s'mores and sit there and watch my favorite Halloween So you watch a movie and then you run amok. Amok, 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 amok. amok. Yes. Now, was that at a specific resort? That is at the Wilderness camp, um, Campground. Okay. And you go, and they have 
typically they have like a lady that comes up. My daughter has loved this for years and all the kids get to go up on the stage and sing with her as she does the sing along. And then they'll do the movie night and they typically have a, um, a place where you can get snacks. Yeah. I mean like these are just our fall favorite things. All right. What's, so what's number three? Cause Linda's, I can hear Linda from upstairs. She's already saying, Mark, you're talking too much. (laughs) (laughs) Number three is the food and wine and the fall concert series. We have had the best time. We went one year and we were able to see Wilson Phillips. And my daughter didn't know anything about them. My kids didn't know who they were or what they sang or anything like that. But they got such a kick out of watching all of us adults like just completely geek out and sing all the songs at the top of our lungs. It was amazing. I'm a sucker for 80s music. I'm a child of the 80s. I I feel like it was the best decade. Yeah. Is it? Of course. Right. of course, that's a separate. Listen, we can. We're going to have a separate podcast now about eighties music. That's, right. that's it. Um, I I love food and wine. I kind of like what they did this year with the festival that they brought back all of the favorites mm-hmm. that we had. We had a chance. I'm sure you had a chance to taste some of the stuff in August as well, and that was great. You know, to to be able to experience like the favorites from past festivals and. I, I did say that Epcot was was a little sad to me that you know the uh, the international casts were not there. A lot mm-hmm. of the shops, at least when we went, because it was very newly open, but a lot of cool stuff came back this week. Chefs de France opened up again this week. There's a lot of stores that opened up again. As attendance goes up, the experience is going to get better. You have to go. You have to go to Disney, people. Yes. All right. So food and wine, 100. percent Every fall, it's it's a must do for us. Number four. Number four is what we touched on earlier about the weather. The weather being warm enough to swim in the day, but cool enough to kind of put on your cozy uh, new merchandise that you buy from the stores. Spirit jerseys, y'all. Spirit jerseys. That's right. Hey, you got that baby Yoda spirit jersey, and you want to wear it somewhere else other than home. That's the other thing about, uh, Lori, isn't that the thing about, like, Disney attire? We have all Disney fans have tons of Disney t-shirts and Disney, like we've got entire drawers and closets full of it. And we could wear, I'm not joking. We could wear enough Disney attire to last with a new outfit, probably two weeks, if not more. And it's never enough. It's never enough, but you wear like, you know, I wear that baby Yoda spirit Jersey up here in Pennsylvania. People are looking at me like there's a grown man wearing a spirit Jersey. That's got baby Yoda on it. I wear that. I wear that thing. It, in Florida in the fall, loud, getting, and proud. I, loud and proud. I'm getting high fives from people. They're like, yeah, man, I love that spirit Jersey. <laughs> so yeah. I agree with you. Like it's a chance to, it's a chance to break out your full wardrobe in the fall. Right. You, you can That's wear right. it all. All right. Number five, last and not least. Number five is the multiple memory making opportunities all at once. I like that. There is, there is a week that is right after Halloween where you can experience swimming, Halloween, and Christmas all in one week. That is the most magical week on the face of this earth. Yeah. Because what better, you are also experiencing Disney at the same time. I mean, if you could just sandwich all that together, it is like magic in the same. Remember the mobile carrier? I can't say it because I don't want to get, you know, if this ever becomes something. The mo- <laughs> remember the mobile carrier that used to have the Chris Mahana... Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. 
commercial. They crammed all the, yeah, they, crammed, they crammed all the holidays. It was like a pretty big national campaign years ago. One of the mobile carriers. <laughs> that's what that's yeah. what it's like. It's like Christmas Hanukkah Quantica all in one. You get Halloween, right. you get swimming, you get summer, you get fall, you get winter. It really is a magical week. To to like really you go you go in on October at the end of October. The next day is Christmas. It's so cool. What a cha- what a cool changeover. And they have they have specials on Disney Plus that they show you the switchover, which is just a logistical feat in and of itself. Incredible. Absolutely. Incredible. Lori, thank you for sharing your uh your favorite things with us. I love all five. Could you share right now? You have you have a really cool um item that you're that you're giving away on uh Enchanting Escapes by Lori. Yes. Favorite movie is Hocus Pocus at Halloween time. We've had the opportunity to see it at home a few times. And we also were able to go to our local theater and watch it uh, just last week. And so we have put up on the blog a free printable that you can go in. It's 8 by 10 So any 8 by 10 frame that you have, you can just print it right off of your home printer and cut it out and stick it in there. And you have ready-to-go enjoyment for at home artwork and you can bring disney right into your house we're all about the disney wall art i'm sure you've noticed we've been doing a lot of stuff with thomas kincaid studios and last week so i'm all about the disney decor so head over to the website enchanting escapes by lori.com lori can help you with your travel needs incredible blog that she puts up and updates and it just is a way to kind of augment the magical experience for you. Um, she works with several groups. And we're just thank you. Lori, thank you so much for coming on, sharing your best Disney life with us. Thank you for having me. I, I loved having you on. And, you know, from time to time, too, I'd love to have you back and just give us some updates on what's going on over at the website and the blog. And Absolutely. if you've got any travel tips, I'd love it if you could share it with them with us from time to time. Absolutely. Would love to do that. Thank you so much for joining the show, Lori. Thank you. All right. Take care. Have a great night. So there you have it, folks. That'll do it for another episode of Disney Life Podcast. Thank you so much again to Lori Wiley, who joined us from EnchantingEscapesByLori.com. And you can also find her over on Facebook and on Instagram as well. She is a wonderful resource for anyone who's thinking about traveling to Disney. And we were just very lucky to have her join the show. You can find us over at our brand new website, which is www.disneylifepodcast.com. We just set that up this week. If you're looking for a one-stop shop for all of the various players and all of the directories that we're on, again, you can go to www.disneylifepodcast.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Disney Life Podcast, as well as connect with us over at our Facebook community with the same name, Disney Life Podcast. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for joining us again. Hope your weekend is filled with faith, trust, and pixie dust. This Diz Life podcast is brought to you by the Happiness is Addictive collection. Happiness is Addictive is passionate about spreading laughter and creating smiles worldwide. They love bringing their global community together through optimism, cheer, 
hopefulness, merriment, and celebrating life's magical moments. They know how important it is to celebrate life's adventures, and their apparel will give you everlasting, one-of-a-kind memories through pixie-dusted family photos, compliments from park guests, and magical moments with cast members. They pride themselves on high-quality, custom-made apparel at competitive prices with world-class service. Let them help you create a lifetime of memories, whether you're Disney-bounding, kicking it poolside, participating in run Disney marathons, having costumed adventures, or just living your best Disney life. You can find their Happiness is Addictive shop on Etsy. You can also find them on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Pinterest. They are proud to be featured in Indie Central Florida, the Thoughtful Gift Club, and now here on Diz Life Podcast. Their collection was founded by a 15-year former cast member who knows how to enhance your magical moments for a lifetime of memories with your family. Don't forget to use promo code DISLIFE15 to take an extra 15% off. What are you waiting for? Head over to Etsy and start getting happy today. Follow the link in our show notes and you'll find out for yourself that happiness is addictive. <laughs> 